What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Friday, May 28th. I'm Gila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we are finally kicking off our campaign to get Ratatouille the musical its much-deserved Tony nominations. Gideon, I think it's definitely too late. I mean, they already announced the nominees, and furthermore, I don't even think it was close to being eligible. Okay, I'm big enough to admit we could have planned this better. On today's show, Senate Republicans are expected to block a bipartisan commission to investigate the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Plus, we'll have headlines. But first, the latest. Like when we brought electricity to every household in the country in the 1930s, or we connected the country through the interstate highway system in the 50s. They created millions of jobs, good-paying jobs. They set the economy up to grow more quickly and share prosperity more broadly for decades to come. Yeah, so that was President Biden in Ohio yesterday making the case for the country to reinvest in that kind of infrastructure that he is talking about. When he said that they did that in the 30s, there was a part of me that thought, was it him in particular? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. All him. But I, you know, I, I let that subside. <laughs> but kitty, we haven't checked in on the president's proposed $1.7 trillion infrastructure bill in a long time. We are now reaching the self-imposed deadline of Memorial Day that the White House had set for negotiations. So let's break down where things are at the moment, beginning with this Republican counterproposal yesterday. Yeah, this was the big talk of the town. So West Virginia <laughs> Senator Shelley Capito presented the GOP's own package here worth about $928 billion. And some of the things in it include over $500 billion for roads and bridges, almost $100 billion for public transit, over $50 billion for airports, and then billions for broadband and some other things. Yeah, but this is also like half of what Biden wanted. So what mm -hmm. was the reaction to these cheap skates? Out here well, tightening their purses, open them bags. <laughs> yep, uh, that's basically what the White House said. They first indicated that the counteroffer <laughs> could lead to more negotiations next week, perhaps, past this target date of Memorial Day, while not seeming uh, particularly enthused by all of this. And then a bipartisan group, including Senator Mitt Romney, is also expected to come up with their own plan that I guess could hypothetically keep conversations going. But at this point, Senate Democrats specifically are getting impatient and sound close to walking away soon. As an example, here's Senator Warren on MSNBC yesterday. I don't really think this is a serious counteroffer. First of all, they don't have pay-fors for this. It's not real. They have this illusory notion of how we're going to take money that's already been committed to other places and other spending. Damn. <laughs> Liz ain't having it. All right, well, mm -hmm. are there any indications on what the White House is willing to pare back and negotiate on? Hopefully it's nothing, but is there anything? Yeah, there are actually. So Biden's bill currently at $1.7 trillion with a T is over $500 billion less than what was actually first put on the table here. So the White House took out some of the money devoted to broadband, for example, and reduced proposed spending on highways, among other things. 
And even at that stage, progressives in the Senate were already preparing and in some cases actually kind of maybe hoping for starting the budget reconciliation process for this, thinking that a bipartisan deal is just not going to work, not going to happen. And beyond even the differences in numbers that we're talking about that are attached to these various proposals, the ideas of how to even pay for it are even more different. So for one thing, this new Republican offer actually only puts forward about $257 billion in new funding. That's the big asterisk on this. Uh, that's because Republicans want to pay for most of the bill by repurposing money from the most recent pandemic relief law. They're not even coming up with new stuff. And the White House is not cool with that. And from the Biden side of things, they have talked about tax increases on corporations and the wealthy to pay for the infrastructure bill, which, unsurprisingly, Republicans are not cool with either. I mean, I think that they should just try to be cool with it, quite frankly. Um, just they do could. It, you know? just, just once. See what it's like. Uh, so we go into next week still somewhat close to where this whole process began. Okay, so this is how things are going between the White House and Republicans. But what more are we hearing from other Democrats about all of it? Yeah, that is another wrinkle in here as well. So there are at least two other things that progressives are focused on getting included here. But importantly, they've also gotten a huge range of support from across the party for them. So one is going after a big expansion of Medicare in the infrastructure package by lowering the eligibility age to 60 from 65. They also wanted to cover things like dental and vision and allow the program to negotiate drug prices. This is all to get the president to follow through on a campaign promise to expand the benefits. And more than 150 House Democrats are on board with this idea, as well as something like 20 senators. Well, there you go. You know, I just feel like they can retire finally. (laughs) And then maybe we get some new blood in the damn Congress. That's exactly why they're doing it. Uh, The second thing that progressives (laughs) want here is a push from over 200 House Democrats to get strong labor standards attached to any clean energy projects that are funded by this plan. That includes, among other things, like codifying union rights, which is part of a bill that we've talked about before, the PRO Act. And Akilah, it's actually possible that House Democrats might not support an infrastructure package that does not have these labor standards attached to them, but we'll see. All right, so last thing, on a busy few days here for the Biden administration, the president is expected to propose an overall budget plan today. What do we know about it? Yeah, it's supposed to be around $6 trillion set for 2022, but it just includes some of the major proposed bills that we've talked about, like the infrastructure plan and the education and families plan. But this would all amount to the highest federal spending since World War II, according to reporting from places like The New York Times. Additionally, they also said that Biden is going to call on Congress to create a public option for health care as part of this overall proposal and express support for that Medicare plan that we just mentioned. So that is a fast and furious overview of where this all stands going into the weekend. We will update you when you get back. Do not worry at all of your respective uh, grilling occasions that you're going to have. <laughs> but Akilah, there's even more news out of D.C. these past few days. The January 6th commission. What is the word there? As we go to record on Thursday night, elected Republican officials in our Senate are expected to use the filibuster to obstruct the creation of a bipartisan commission to investigate the January 6th insurrection attempt that led to the record second impeachment of a president. Mm -hmm. On the right, the only support for the investigation came from Collins, Murkowski and Romney. Joe Manchin, destroyer of our government, shrugged. Just like Atlas. And this is especially damning, (laughs) not just because this happened less than six months ago and not just because several people were killed and not just because Republicans are still telling the big lie that the election was stolen and there hasn't really been accountability, but also because some Capitol Police officers and the family of the officer who died the next day were not enough to sway them. That's right. The conservative party believes that blue lives matter only to shut up people who want to say black lives matter in this country, not like in any real way. Um, Mm. Some conservatives met with the fallen officer's family and weren't convinced that an investigation into the death of Americans serving the government at the hands of alleged treasonists was worthwhile. 
Yeah, and I think the big question here is why are Republicans so reticent to investigate a day that also happened to them? Yeah, well, for starters, they come out of it looking like assholes. Um, mm. More than being assholes, they look like sore losers. They complained about mail voting, even though Trump voted by mail. They wanted to keep counting votes in Arizona, but stop counting votes in Pennsylvania or vice versa. Who even remembers at this point? And True. they just lost the Senate literally the night before. So rehashing that for the public might not make them seem like the patriots they really want to be seen as this Memorial Day or Independence Day or the 20th anniversary of 9-11 or the upcoming midterm elections. But regarding those elections, I can't see how a commission that might happen at the same time is any worse than, say, Donald Trump being actively investigated and almost certainly being charged for tax fraud by the state of New York in relation to all of his business dealings and those $700 in taxes. Trust me, he's going to be asking Republican candidates if they think the charges are phony or not. I can almost (laughs) guarantee it they're going to have to answer for it. So without a bipartisan commission, is all hope of a thorough investigation lost here? Nah. (laughs) So uh, to the Republicans' chagrin, absolutely not. A congressional committee can still hold hearings and issue subpoenas, and the feds can and still are investigating and charging people over it. The big loss here is simply that the political theater, having people sit and testify before the country, is unlikely. We'll be talking about the failed insurrection attempt and the deaths of the officers at the Capitol perpetuated by former President Trump over here, whether our Congress has enough integrity to or not. But that's the latest for now. Friday Wad Squad, and for today's Temp Check, we have our own conspiracy theories that we want to air out. If you've been enjoying the accents, the gray weather, the dismal state of the community, and some ice-cold Rolling Rock beers each Sunday, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is the finale of our TV obsession with Mayor. I'm gonna get you, Lady Hawk. A uh, Rolling Rock and a shot of Jameson. Wawa coffee? I ordered an extra cheesesteak from Coco's. Mm-hmm. Siobhan Hill? You know it's not about you. She just misses her daughter. Rolling Rock, of course. Hoagies from the Spottas, cheesesteaks from Coco's. Are those cold? Well, just in case you're still mainlining reruns of Friends and The Office, we're here to let you know that the season finale of Mayor of Easttown airs this weekend on HBO, and I myself am feeling like a small-town detective haunted by the tragedies of my past as Mm -hmm. on my own tiny notebook. It's actually kind of (laughs) huge. I have written down in detail my theories on how it's all going to go down in Easttown. For our listeners who aren't caught up with Mayor's Affairs, please feel free to smash that skip button up to the ads because I'm about to drop some spoiler-filled fire. Before I really break it down, though, Giddy, I know you had some theories of your own, so do you care to share your Mayorwares? I do. I don't have a notebook. I apologize to everybody uh, that is out there. <laughs> you didn't there. do the assignment. <laughs> I, did not, I did not do the assignment. Um, my strong suspicion going into the most recent episode and, in fact, after it, despite what happened in it, is that John is the killer of Aaron mm. and that the revelation <laughs> in this most recent episode that Billy, his uh, brother, cousin, yes. I don't know. Brother. Okay, brother, brother, brother. Yeah, yeah. actually helped move the body for him. Hence the scene that yep. we got mm-hmm. where there's the revelation of uh, him having been covered in, in blood. blood. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and that John has sort of manipulated the situation such that Mayor does not think that it is him 
to basically cast doubt on it. But anyway, I've spoken mm. too much. Um, wow. No, I no, yeah. I, I like this. I mean, I'll try to, I'll try to give you my theory. I think you're 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 warm with John, but okay. here is my theory. We'll start with who killed Aaron. Okay. Okay. I believe that John's son Ryan killed Aaron. Oh, I could see that as well. And here's why. Uh, in the first episode, <laughs> they said that she was shot at point blank range. They have to be face to face. And then the second episode, they said she was 50 or 60 inches long. She was five feet tall. The only person short enough to have been right there with no angle is him. <laughs> oh, true. We also had that shot of him being violent in the lunchroom, which I think was it nothing. Um, and here's the motive that I've come up with. Okay. I think at this family reunion, was when Aaron perhaps had some relations, whatever, with her sure, sure, gross sure. uncle John. Sure, I sure, think sure. that Ryan found out about it. He did. That was a secret they had, but they lied to Lori. I think that the family agreement was, we're not going to tell your mom who it was. Here's this person that I'm having an affair with, and that's the lie we're going to tell. So right. he was really keeping two secrets, which was that he was having an affair, but also it happens to be with a relative. Mm, um, mm -hmm. And I think that because Aaron called in the middle of the night... <laughs> and probably called the house. Ryan was home because he wasn't at the engagement party and the dad was out and the mom was at the basketball thing. I think, right. and maybe his sister was asleep. I think he was like, okay, he'll come meet you in the woods. And he shot her. And then mm. he was like, dad, come quick. <laughs> I shot her. And so he showed up and made Billy help drag the bloody body. Uh, they right. took the clothes to make it look like it was something else. And um, yeah, that's my, that's my theory on that. I think it's going to be Shakespearean. That's going to be the best finale we've seen on TV in a long time. Also, if I'm wrong, I'm going to be so happy to be wrong. I think I wrote a great episode of TV that, you know, <laughs> they want to have just a, a reshoot. That sounds great. Well, just like that, we've checked our tips. They are up there. They are much warmer than the city of Easttown. Uh, we are very excited to find out who done it. Stay safe. Get caught up on Mayor if you're not caught up. If you are caught up, tweet us your theories, you know? Do it. And we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? Okay. 
This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Three police officers in Tacoma, Washington, have been charged for the death of Manuel Ellis in March of last year. Ellis, a 33-year-old black man, was aggressively attacked and restrained by officers to the point where he had to tell them that he could not breathe. His death was ruled a homicide caused by a lack of oxygen. The officers first said that Ellis initiated the aggression when he charged at one of them, but witnesses and footage from a home security camera revealed that they attacked him first, unprovoked. Of course, the original internal investigation by the county sheriff's office was botched and clouded by attempted cover-ups, but then the state took over, leading to the attorney general charging the officers yesterday. The state is moving towards having more police accountability overall. Just last week, Governor Jay Inslee signed a bill banning the police use of chokeholds and creating an independent office to review deadly force cases. Senate Democrats introduced a bill yesterday that would allow college athletes to unionize. The College Athlete Right to Organize Act would change federal labor law to define all college athletes getting scholarships or other pay as employees of the universities that they attend. If passed, it would let the students collectively bargain for better wages, working conditions, and other rights that employees get. The NCAA has long tried to argue against college athletes getting paid at all. The conference put out a statement yesterday condemning the bill, arguing that students are here for a degree, not money. I think some students might argue otherwise. That's not mm-hmm. why people play basketball typically, <laughs> just to, to get the degree. They wouldn't have to. Um, the bill is unlikely to make it out of Congress, given that there aren't any Republican co-sponsors, but it does signal a growing support for the basic rights of college athletes right on move over Braden, varsity quarterback and most popular boy in school <laughs> there is a new jock in town and they are not going to be getting very much vitamin d they might that's True. that's not fair <laughs> how supplements <laughs> people have lots of interests uh, nintendo has entered a partnership with the organization play versus to get two of its top online games splatoon 2 and super smash bros recognized as official varsity high school sports for fall of 2021 while they're nice. currently gauging interest with a waitlist select interested schools are set to receive one one free Nintendo Switch console and copies of the games to get their programs started. Though 
I have a personal feeling they're going to want to buy some extra controllers. Play Versus has already worked with huge games like Rocket League, League of Legends, and FIFA to allow high schoolers to compete and organize statewide competitions as extracurricular activities. And as the video game sector continues to grow, we can only imagine more esports programs like these to follow. I went to school at clearly the wrong time. In yeah. fact, Mario Kart 8 is already set to join the Play Versus competitive lineup by spring of 2022. Super Smash on my brothers and sisters. Super Smash on. Yeah, honestly, um, I'm going back to high school. <laughs> Didn't get enough out of it the first time. Yep. <laughs> well, you know that feeling when an old pop legend is all of a sudden back in the spotlight and everyone's like, hey, get out of here. You already had your <laughs> chance. Well, this next story is nothing like that at all. R&B icon and, in my opinion, the star of the 2019 movie Hustlers, Usher Raymond, has announced that he will be dropping a sequel to his Grammy award-winning 2004 album Confessions sometime this year. Wow. This has led us all to ask, do we really need a confession sequel in 2021? And to quote my favorite poem, yeah, featuring Lil Jon and Ludacris, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and in conclusion, yeah. Uh, while yeah. Usher did not specify a definitive release date for the follow-up album, it's expected to come out soon after he begins his Las Vegas residency in July. So you're telling me that there's a world where I could realistically be at the Usher concert, vaccine running through my veins and probably some other stuff, sweating on strangers and screaming the lyrics to the new Usher single, ah, Better and Brighter Future, What Took You So Damn Long? Had to suffer through the other 17-year drought of cicadas to get this good 17-year drought. You're right. America's great again. And those are the headlines. (laughs) (laughs) That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, support your local esports teens, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just my boo lyric videos like me, what a day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. And we'll be back on Tuesday because we are going to get our grill on for the Memorial Day weekend, too. That's probably a lie, but uh, see you soon. <laughs> All right. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and these are, are our confessions. confessions. That's right. Just when we thought we said all we could say. <laughs> What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun and Jazzy Marine are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Leo Duran, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday, and French fries are a food group where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.